Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Uh, Today we're looking at Acts chapter 6. And so before we dive in, uh, Luke wants us to know there's a different audience here because there are two different groups of Jews listening. Mm -hmm. There's the Hellenistic Jews and then there's the Hebraic Jews. Bobby, what's the difference between the two? Well, I'd fathom to say that the biggest difference is going to be that they're they have a language barrier. Yep. That um, there's these Hellenistic Jews that come from a Greek background, and then there's the Hebraic Jews that have the Aramaic language that's kind of their natural tongue, their yeah. native tongue. And what I'm excited about this chapter is because this chapter greatly impacts us as the Christian church today, because here mm-hmm. they start the formation of elders and deacons. And we have elders and deacons in nearly every Christian church that I've ever been to or known of. Mm -hmm. And they have different roles that are really, really important. And so, Bobby, could you read verse 3 for us? Sure. Verse 3 of chapter 6 sounds like this. Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn their responsibility over to them. Sorry to cut you off. (laughs) Um, so, So full of Spirit and wisdom. And what's happening here, if you've read this already, great. If not, there's an argument because they feel the urge to continue to preach the gospel and to pray for people, but there's also the physical needs of the people right in front of them that the church has to meet. And so they decide, hey, we need to set two groups of people apart from one another with different roles. A high character, um, that's all the same, but different actual roles. So physical and logistical care. And this is where we get the word deacon from. So like Bobby at our church, what do deacons do? Right. So we have the the deacons would be the people that actually you actually get in contact with if you have physical needs. So I, you know, I need help paying a month's rent. I need um, something for my home. We have so some kind of physical need or financial need. That that's why, um, like that's part of giving of your tithes and offerings too. That's and, where that goes. And we actually have a deacons fund too. Right on top of that, that one of the weeks of the month there's a second offering that the proceeds that are given to the church go to this fund that allow the church right to bless people who need help. So. So when you think of deacons and and out of this passage too, I think that that's probably the first thing that would come to mind is just um, really taking care of, like I think in this passage, it's like the widows and like the daily food distribution. And mm-hmm. so just kind of those physical, logical, uh, logistical needs. And what I like about this is that you, the church, get a vote for who the deacons and the elders are. So the church is empowered to be right. the church where you get to nominate names think who would be a really good deacon and who could love people well and care for them, mm-hmm. pray with them. And so you would nominate names and then that goes to the consistory. And then if you, the church, approve it, those people get to be deacons and elders at our church. Now, the Bible lists qualifications for who mm-hmm. can be a yep. deacon. Mm-hmm. What do we got there, Bob? So I think if um, we referenced First Timothy chapter 3, and if you turn there, you're going to see um, kind of this list and some of the words would be like dignified, not double tongued, not addicted to wine, not greedy or dishonest, sound in faith and life, blameless, having a godly wife or a one woman man, and they manage their, their household and their children well. What's interesting here is you talk about deacons and acts, but then Romans talks about deacons or deaconesses. Um, and then first Timothy three also does as well. So there are men and women deacons that get to care for the church, 
love the church. One of the, the women deacons is named Phoebe, which one of my cousins just named her daughter Phoebe. <laughs> yeah. So that's a cool connection. But we jump into the next couple of verses, and it gets pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Enter Stephen. And so Stephen's a Christian who has got a fruitful ministry, and the Lord's using him, and opposition arises. Mm-hmm. So verse 8, Bob, you want to read that? Sure. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. So pretty evident that he is um, one of these guys that has um, just is full of the Spirit and has wisdom. And I like the next verse, um, chapter, verse 9, it says, An opposition arose, however, from members of the Sanhedrin. Now, what's interesting about that, I hear, if you're a Star Wars fan, I hear Emperor Palpatine's voice in the background. It's like, light rises in the dark to meet it, or the opposite, (laughs) dark rises in the light to meet it. And where Star Wars has a little bit of this dualistic language, we don't. We believe that Jesus is one, the the war is over. Yeah, there are still battles to be fought, but Mm -hmm. when you are walking in the light, there is going to be opposition. Mm-hmm. And it's just a couple brief words here, but that's something that we forget about often, that when we have opposition or there's um, an adversary, we get frustrated and intimidated. Or who are they? Why would this hardship happen to me in my life? And, and Jesus promises us that when you follow me, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. And so you see this Stephen who's going to put his life on the line and, and give his life to share the gospel, to share the faith. And it really frustrates everybody there. And so, Bobby, I think verse 10, it talks about our prayer, like a prayer that we could actually apply for our life today, too. Verse 10 Mm. um, talks about wisdom. And so Stephen's talking, and then the people are frustrated. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Um, Well, I mean, the Bible says that that people are frustrated because they could not stand up against his wisdom or the spirit by whom he spoke. Mm -hmm. And so we pray the same, that God would give us wisdom. Yeah. As we interact with the world, give us discernment on how to speak and when to speak, when to be quiet. But give us your words to say, Lord. Give us your eyes to see them. And, and then do you have uh, another passage dealing with wisdom? No, there was a passage in James chapter 1 that talked about praying for wisdom that kind of popped up too. Because that's mostly what stuck out to me was just how um, there's a difference between intelligence and wisdom. And um, I... F- one is of the world and one is in the in the spirit realm. One is supernatural. And I think that um, there's just an invitation to ask the Lord. And I think it's James chapter 1. I'm trying to get there. Anyway, it's just this invitation to ask the Lord for that, to pray for wisdom. I don't know how many times we encountered folks that are going through a tough patch or um, in, a tar- in a hard season, and they're not sure which direction to go or which decision to make, and they're... Um, kind of seeking wise counsel or talking to people in the church that they respect. And um, I think that's just a question that naturally comes up is like, have you, have you prayed about this scenario? Yes. We, you know, we're, we're diligent in praying. Okay. Well, have you asked God to give you wisdom? Um, have you asked the Holy Spirit to come alongside you and to grant you some clarity to be able to discern and, and see wisely which route to take? And so um, that's something that's just like undeniable in this. Like you can see Stephen, um, they're not saying that, you know, Stephen was this big, strong man. Same thing as David in the Old Testament. You know, David was the youngest, weak shepherd brother, but God saw his heart. And the same thing, like the people here, we're going to get to the end of this too in verse 15 when they see his face, but the people here are frustrated, not because of Stephen in his human form, his physical body, but because of the spirit. 
and because of the wisdom that the spirit's giving him and because of of how he's speaking out of that. And so I think that's, you're never going to, um, you're never going to get enough wisdom. Like, I think that's a prayer that you can just continually be asking no matter what age you are or how often, um, yeah, because it's something that we need. Mm-hmm. And then this chapter wraps up with a focus on looking at what he physically appears to look like in this instance. It says, All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. And so if you've been at Emmanuel, you've heard our pastors talk about the countenance of people. And the countenance is just like the uh, the light, the look, the, the aroma, the ambiance, the their physical appearance, like what do they look like? Mm-hmm. And and people's eyes are often a dead giveaway. And so like Bobby said, there's a human element to intelligence. There's a human relational skill. So you look and look at someone and say, wow, they're really mad. Well, that's obvious. Right. <laughs> but when you look at someone's countenance and you're praying, God, give me wisdom and also give me eyes to see people as you see them, you're able to, to know how they're really doing. So you ask somebody, hey, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. And then if you ever had the, the wisdom, the discernment kick in to say, no, they don't look like they're doing good. I don't think they're doing good. You ask them again, hey, mm-hmm. how are you really doing? And so sometimes the Lord allows us to see people's countenance in, in, in the way that he sees them. Uh, worship. There are times we're worshiping and you look on stage <clears throat> and we'll see someone in the choir or the worship team. And it's like their countenance was beautiful. Like they look transcendent. They didn't just look like their human self. Yeah. Like God was in them and on them and it was a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. and obviously Stephen's in a pretty hairy situation here right I think that that you it's one of those things that you know it when you see it like it's maybe kind of difficult to describe but or maybe even you felt that way too like when you've seen people that are in a rough spot maybe or then they just they literally look like they're weighed down Mm because they're carrying they're carrying something that we're not meant to carry. You know, we carry these burdens and, and we don't want to give them over to Jesus. We don't want to give them over to the Lord. But then you see someone, no matter like Stephen, who's in this hairy situation and he's literally lit up um, in Christ. And so I think that's something too, just a, <laughs> just fun to read about and a reminder too. Um, it's about discerning and, and um, having eyes to see and how, um, yeah, about how circumstances, um, there's there's really difficult things and di- difficult circumstances, but when we can we can walk in the peace of Christ, we can walk in the light of Christ, we can turn over those things and we can trust mm-hmm. the Lord to carry him for us and we can um, we can have the face of an angel That's like right. Stephen. That's right. So as we part ways today, just to recap, there's a difference between the Hellenistic and Hebraic Jews, their language. Um, we're looking at deacons are established here at this part in the Bible. We have deacons today. You get to vote for them if you're part of a church. Uh, the qualities of a deacon, who gets to be a deacon, and then uh, praying for wisdom from God. And that Stephen spoke with this wisdom that was divine. And Mm -hmm. we pray that God would allow us to do the same. It would be all for his glory. Yeah. So that's all we've got for you. And uh, we'll continue Acts as we keep moving forward. So have a fantastic day. God bless you guys. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.